key point number three. Deadless faith is useless faith. Look back at verse 18 and 19 in James. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you faith by my works. You believe that God is one? Good. Even the demons believe and they shudder. James is sitting here saying, you can't separate the two. You can't do it. You can't separate works, deeds, and actions from faith. You can't separate them. They're not optional for those who have faith. You can't sit here and have faith and go, well, I'm not going to do the actions and the deeds and the work that comes along with it because in reality, your faith is non-existent. What does James actually call this person? Senseless. Calls them foolish in verse 20. He says, you're a foolish person if you can sit here and think that you can have faith and not have any action or any works or any deeds with it. You're foolish. Faith without works is useless to your brother and sister who still have no clothes or food. It's useless. It's also useless to you because you, it can't save you. James makes three clear points here in verse 19 alone. Faith is not just, the first one, faith is not just a mere intellectual agreement. Because look at what James does. James claims that the demons believe a lot of things that we believe. De look, demons believe in the existence of God. Demons believe in Christ. Demons believe in the uh, presence of heaven and hell. They even know Christ is their eternal judge. And they know that Christ alone is able to save people. Is simply acknowledging that there is a God enough to save? No, it's not. Because you wonder why, look, James compares you to a demon. He sits there and he says, if you could just simply say that there is a God enough to save, then you're no better than the demon, right? Because the demon believes the same thing. The demon understands that there is a God. So what better off are you when you say, yeah, there is a God. There's a God out there. There's somebody out there. Second, faith is not an emotional response. Look, the demons believe all those things about God. And guess what? They shudder. They're affected by God. They tremble at him. They tremble at the fact of knowing that there is a God. I would ask this question to you. How many of you define your faith on a daily basis? Like, man, my life is going great today. Everything's going in my favor. I made it to work on time. Today is awesome. I don't need God today. It's good. My day is perfect. I don't need God at the moment. Or the next day, man, this day is terrible. I'm late to work. This, that, man, everything is just not going my way. God, help me. How many of us are like that? That we pick and choose when we want our relationship to God to affect us. You're having a bad day. All right, now I'm going to call on God. No. We need to call on God when we're having good days and say, thank you, God, for allowing me to have a good day. Or, God, I need you today. We, in reality, we need God on the good and the bad days every single day. The third thing here, faith involves willful obedience. You share your faith not just by what you think or what you feel, but what you do. You do it by what you do. I had two loaves of bread. 
I'm going to live out my faith and deliver them. The last one was a little bit harder because it was my last loaf of bread for the day. Listen to me closely here. If your faith consists of just listening to the word on Sunday morning, then your faith is dead. It's dead. If the only time that you listen to God's word, and, I'm, and listen to me closely because I'm using the word listen. If the only time that you listen to God's word or open up scripture is Sunday morning, your faith is dead. Dead. Non-existent. It's not there. It has no action with it. Why? Because faith in our hearts is evident in the fruit of our lives. Meaning that me, we, as a, and as a person, we've got to get off the sidelines. We've got to get off the sideline. We've got to get out of this mentality of simply coming to church on Sunday morning, sitting in a chair, and then going home and living our life. We've got to get out of that mentality and saying, man, I'm doing great. I went to church. I'm doing great. No, you're not. You're not doing great just because you showed up to church on Sunday morning. Because you're not living it out. God does, God, Jesus gave us two things. The great commandment and the great commission. The great commandment to love one another just as we love Christ. And the great commission to go out and share the word and make disciples of all people. If you're only coming to church on Sunday morning, that's all you're getting and that's the only time that you open scripture, your faith is dead because you're not living out the two things that God has called us to do. You're not doing it. Your faith is useless. We've got to come together as a church and leave this place on Sunday mornings and put our faith to action. Put our faith to action and say, hey, come to Grace Point Church. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Hey, you're in need. Let me help you out. We've got to put our faith to action. We must go and live out the gospel if we want others to see our faith, and more importantly, if we want others to see God. Our one last thought this morning. We must get off the sidelines and into the game. And I know that sounds really cliche with the Super Bowl and everything, but it's true. It's true. You've got to get off the sidelines, get out of just sitting in the seat on Sunday morning, and get into the game and say, man, I'm going to risk my life to let people know about Christ.